0: Welcome to More Than a Mission, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to discern God's calling to live an active, intentional life of sharing the gospel. Each week, we talk about the way God is moving in our lives, around the world, and everywhere in between, as well as how God's call to missions may apply to your life. Ready to explore your calling?
1: Welcome back, guys, to More Than a Mission podcast. This is Zaya Henderson. It's kind of different. We don't have Micah or Andrew here today, but I have two amazing other guys with me today. I have Connor Goff. Hey, guys. Good to be back. Nicholas Gold. What's going on? So, yeah, this is a very different podcast. Um, Didn't really expect this, but I'm glad that they were able to take time from our debrief schedule to actually sit down with me and do a podcast. It's going to be really interesting. We're going to dive into different things and just see where the spirit takes us. Let's go. So... Since Nick uh, Connor has been on the podcast before, Nicholas, like, what are you expecting? What are you looking forward to with this?
2: Yeah, I think this is my first podcast. I don't really have, uh, I guess, a ton of expectations other than to have some great conversation, um, bounce some ideas around, and uh, nothing else really comes to mind at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Guys, Nick
0: is a great podcast voice. It's like <laughs> deep and it resonates and echoes in the room it fills it (laughs) oh man it's it's great
1: right yeah (laughs) (laughs) i appreciate it so we've already heard a little bit of connor's story you mind sharing your story like how'd you get here what have you done before have you done the world race
2: every every intricate detail every detail (laughs) all two and a half hours yeah um yeah okay so uh A little bit about my story, I guess, in terms of how it pertains to missions. This is the more than a missions podcast. Um, I went on the world race in September, 2017. Um, When I got home in 2018, I had sold everything. I had to go on the world race uh, and I just hopped a one-way ticket to Georgia, um, was determined to figure out life there. I met uh, who would eventually become my squad mentor, Megan Parham. as I led for, and then another teacher of mine, Gary Black, uh, who invited me to the G42 Leadership Academy in Mijas, Spain, uh, and so for the next, I would say two years, uh, I've been doing life on mission, whether it's leading for Adventures and Missions at the G42 Leadership Academy, and then the most recent year of my life has been uh, building missional community in Washington, DC. Nice.
1: that's what's up.
2: So I guess from that, you mentioned G42. Like, could you expand on that? Like, What exactly
1: is G42? Yeah,
2: so G42 is a leadership school. And uh, the company line that I'll tow here is, we train leaders for a kingdom way of life. Uh, and it's a very broad yet specific mission statement. Uh, something that G42 specializes in is uh, understanding the duality of, of the phrase both and of like, how do we live? How do we do real life away from maybe the program bubble, but also live life on mission. Um, How do we improve upon ourselves, but also just be loved by God? And so the purpose of G42 is, yeah, training leaders for a kingdom way of life.
1: That's pretty cool. I guess that's something that I might be considering after Mm -hmm. the race. Don't know yet. I have to see where God leads me and just pray about it a whole lot. Because some of the stuff that you have mentioned about G42 – Kind of scares me a little bit. <laughs> scares
2: <laughs> everyone at least a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> still scares me.
1: <laughs> it's more of like getting slapped by Gary Black. That's the only thing that really concerns me.
2: Right, right, right. I mean, he he means well, and it's it's more in the spirit than anything. So we we let it go. <laughs> what um
0: what do you feel like was an interesting thing that you picked up on the race, but then like expounded upon it, built upon it, mm-hmm. going into G forty two? Because I think like the world race is um you learn learned a lot and it, it it opens up a lot of doors, but then G42 is even like more honing in on your craft and like what God's doing and who you are in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Was there like a, yeah, this is what I took up from the world race. But then I saw that transition into this on G G4, in G42. Yeah. That's a great. Cause you've done, you've kind of done it all. You've like yeah. done the race you've led. Right. And then you've done G42 right. and now you're back here investing in
2: uh, G squads debrief, yeah. um, which is just super cool. Super like yeah. awesome journey. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, I think I've run the adventures and missions American Ninja Warrior gauntlet. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah like I've, I've, I've definitely been on the road uh, with adventures for a while. But I think to answer the question of what did I take from the world race into G42? I think the world race is a fantastic off ramp. Like we have the American highway, right of religion and college. And there's a set career path and probably really messy relationships and like all the mess that comes with the American dream, uh, which is at its core make money to get rich, yeah. pay off tons of debt, retire, yeah, be comfortable and then die. And that's a scary concept. And so the world race is this fantastic off ramp that exposes you to, there is more. Now, depending on where you go, depending on who your leaders are, it can be a variety of different things, but the, the world race is there is more. G42 is now that you've figured out there is more, here's what you do with it. And so what I picked up on the world race uh, was I began to love the taste of humble pie. Mm, yeah. uh, I began yeah, sure. to realize how much my performance and how much my attempt at being something, how much my life of doing led me to nowhere because I, you know, trying to accomplish my own righteousness, I was always going to fail. And so I took a lot of really good failure coming from the world race in the G42, which was perfect because then at G42, you get the message of you're born to be loved Mm -hmm. and it's not about what you do. And so I had just failed at everything that I tried to do. Yeah. And here I am being that, that lesson being cemented in me about, it's not about what you do
1: that's really good i never like since still this is my first mission trip like i'm still kind of figuring everything out about what mission is especially on a mission trip type of thing where like in life normally i just like i'll just talk to somebody about it and like just pour out my heart to them like oh this is what god is type of thing we're not fully seeing it especially how you spoke to us the first night on debrief i was just super powerful i was like oh so like that actually makes sense i really like how you Put it in the mind of like the Lion King, <laughs> out of all things, something that we can all relate to. And I really appreciate that.
0: Yeah. And I love that imagery of like, I'm just a big visual person. So, like, the world race being an off ramp to discovery. And then, and then the thing that like I think about is like, what is, what is like the on ramp? Cause it's not, is it necessary that we're getting back onto this American dream highway? I guess the way that I look at it is like two things. It's like you kind of figure out this other way, like, you know. Wide is the road that right. leads to destruction. Narrows right. the way, and so it's like you have all these cars going down like this one blueprint for life, and then you're like, "Skirt, I'm gonna go to the world race," and then God shows you things, and then you you hone it um, at G42, or you hone it afterwards, like whatever mm-hmm. whatever way, like you need to seek mentorship and com- and community, um, and just in understanding that it's a building process. And so putting yourself in a position to, to build from that um, is, is some of the awesome perks that I see from G42. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, you can continue on the way that Jesus is like taking you or you almost like get back onto the on-ramp, but as a totally different vehicle, like you're just now trying to, to show other people and impact other people. And I think that's like the really fun part. Um, So I just met Nick this week. Um, But it's really cool that like, you just naturally impact people because Mm -hmm. of all of the things that God has done in you. And Zaya, like the last time we were talking, we were like dreaming about when you'd be on the field, talking about like looking forward to um, being on the, on the field. And now you're here Mm -hmm. and I'm hanging out with you guys for Mm -hmm. a month. And so it's just really cool. Kind of like a full circle, also kind of a unique podcast moment where it's like you're a current racer. Um, I'm an alumni racer who still who hasn't done G42. You're an alumni, basically everything. Um, <laughs> and we all we all like love God. We all and we're all in different stages of life, but we're all trying to figure out what it is to like move forward for the Lord while also understanding that's not about just progressing for right. progressing sake. It's about being and that's just been a weird concept for me because I'm also a doer Yeah, and it's like on the race, you have minutes, you want to do stuff. You want to like, you want to, you want to kind of build that spiritual resume cause you're excited, but then God kind of like slows you down to show you that it's much more about being loved. It's more about being his and it's way less about doing, which um, I can still fall into that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think as I've, I've observed myself, cause I'm also a doer, you know, I live, I, I, I live in Washington, D.C. I work in government affairs uh, and I work in a very busy section of government affairs. that doesn't yeah. stop moving. Um, yeah. And so I'd imagine this year would have been kind of slow for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we love we love a good election year. Yeah, uh, my life is crazy. But the 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 thing I think I want to build off of what you're saying there is it is it is OK. Actions are not bad like the one myth that i wanted to spell is that like actions and work for the kingdom is a bad thing it's what i do on a day-to-day basis i think what i wanted to get across coming to g squad was that you can't start with action you can't start with i need to do until yeah. you know who you are yeah it's so good and it comes back to that concept that like connor you are creative and i'm sure you understand you you both are creatives no one wants. No one will listen to this podcast unless this podcast has a why. Yeah, you have to know your why. Yeah. Start with why. Yeah, that's so good. Right, like you always start with why.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and the greatest part about G forty two in this journey was that not only did I discover my why, but I, my why then became my own, and then I just started naturally living it. Like it, it, it comes out of me as opposed to oh, I have to try really hard. Uh, I think that there can be this temptation. And not, not a temptation. There can be a tendency, especially on something like the world race, and it's not a bad thing for anyone listening to this podcast who's currently going through this journey. There's no judgment here. Mm-hmm. I, I'm coming, I'm saying this from three years removed from this part of my journey. And I'm telling you that it is okay to go about this in the way in which you think you should. The advice that I'm giving is <clears throat> you don't have to do anything until you know that you're loved because you shouldn't. Yeah. Because you're not going to be able to own anything until you own yourself and the greatest you know the greatest gift that i ever got that the world race so the world race sent me on the on the off-ramp g42 uh broke me down some more but then it gave me a foundation and then i went into the real world and i failed at all the things that I, I, i i i couldn't borrow teaching yeah i had to figure out what i own yeah And now I'm in a place where I can give away what I own. And truthfully, one of the only things that I own is that I'm born to be loved. And it comes out of me now. And it's in the way that I, the born to be loved message is in the way that I steward myself at work. It's in the way that I take care of my house. It's in the way I steward my finances. Like it's in the way that I love people. Yeah, It flows out of me as opposed to, it takes a, and now it still takes effort. You still got to put in the energy and the work, but it's not about, it doesn't, I don't have to strive to do it. Yeah. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, for sure. I guess a question that I have, because I'm curious, um, how has God spoken to you while you were on the race and how has that differed or changed your life off the race? So, so question for both of you. All.
2: Yeah. Connor, feel free to take that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know that um, I, I may have even mentioned this a little bit in our last yeah.
0: podcast and it's fun to be able to kind of expound on some ideas. I know that, Um, it's, it's really fun. I think the different stages that are represented at this table right now, like somebody who's currently beginning their world race journey, me, who I kind of just went through the season of re-entry. Like I, I did the race and then I went right back out on the field squad leading. And so this basically entire 2020 has been figuring out what life in the States looks like, what life aside from this high energy, you know, trying new foods and seeing different cultures and traveling to a new place every single month, like going to just being at my house with my parents, you know, doing the same kind of boring thing every day. It's like, Oh man, actually, um, the race was really exciting. And this, this year hasn't been exciting. So I've, I've had to to navigate a, a ton of different things. And so, um, and then, and then you being somebody who's, um, you've already reentered, you've gone through what you've gone through. I don't need to keep hitting on that. But the reason I bring that up is because this year has been really the, like, what is, the substance of what I've learned from this past year. Um, and I, we were talking about the other night, like what you do when nobody's looking actually yeah. does matter. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's like what character is. And so these last couple of months, I haven't been around community. And I think one of the biggest things that has probably changed my life that I picked up on the race that I've had to like really cling to um, in this time of, of quarantine is just being able to spend a lot of time with the Lord, um, not for, not to give away to anybody else, not to, not because anybody's watching me, but just because like, I, I need to like eat and and drink from the tree of life. Um, otherwise I'm going to, uh, I'm going to fall into old tendencies or I'm going to, um, let negative thoughts kind of overwhelm, overwhelm me. So the race really taught me how to like hang out in God's presence and not just Hmm. like in the Bible, not just, you know, praying for other people, but actually just like sitting with him and letting him speak to me and doing way more listening than I've ever done in my entire life. And um, it's, been, it's been really cool to continue to fight for that just because I've had more time. Um, and, uh, and then also relationship with Holy Spirit, like that's, that has absolutely changed my life. Like I, I came into the race not knowing really who the Holy spirit was, seeing him as more of a force. And my, the way that I grew up, it was more like, you know, God, the father, God, the son and God, the Holy Bible. And so getting to know Holy spirit a lot more and, and because I put in a lot of work in the race, um, what your question was like, what did God specifically speak to me? Um, I think one of the bigger ones that sticks out is just that I am complete. I, I don't need, um, any other, I'm not like missing a piece in my life. I'm, I'm, I'm complete in him. And resting in that completeness, or believing even that completeness um, afterwards, has been a challenge. It's been it's been it's easy when you're in community. It's hard when you're by yourself sometimes. But um, but yeah, it's it's been great to to hold on to those things. Um, I I haven't been perfect at it by any means, and I think that's a just a good note for anybody listening. Is like just because you do the race, just because you're really fighting for spiritual growth, doesn't mean that you're going to have moments where. Uh, it doesn't mean everything's gonna be perfect. Like there are freaking hard, hard seasons of life. Um, but it's also awesome that God's like with us through those. He doesn't, he doesn't abandon us through that, even if we might feel like it sometimes. And, uh, and so reminding myself of those truths have, has been, has been really big this year.
2: Yeah, I think it's, it's interesting to hear you talk about it because of the stage that you're in where you're like, no, I'm complete and I'm whole. And now you get to give it away. Yeah. Which is the point. Like, Mm -hmm. it's funny because we, we go on these missions trips and and like the truth of the race is, yeah, you're going to reach people. And I'm not, I'm not discounting the mission trip side of this. Like what the world race is doing is they are taking people on a kingdom journey Mm -hmm. and it happens to be a mission trip and people will get impacted because of it, but they get impacted because of what God's doing in you. Yeah. There's very little and I hope this doesn't rub our listeners the wrong way. There's very little saving that actually happens in terms of like the traditional sense of the gospel. I mean, and, and there might be, it, it varies squad to squad. Right. And, 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 but I wouldn't, I don't see that as the point of the world race. And I, I think I went on the world race with that idea in my head and you kind of learn at training camp, like, wait, that's not even what they're preparing me for. Yeah. Like this isn't like, it is a, it is a mission trip, but this is a kingdom journey. And as I journey with God, people then get the benefits of my journey with God. And like you see that throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, people would go on kingdom journeys. And they would like, you know, oftentimes the fruit of, those, of that journey was not the intended purpose of the mission. Like the Bible says, like man has his plans, but the Lord directs his steps. And so like we have a purpose and a goal and the Lord has his. And so to answer the original question, which is how has he differed in speaking to me? I think the first year was a lot of teaching because that's, and I, I, I touched on this when I got to debrief, but God speaks our language yeah. long enough to where we know his voice. So then he can speak to us the way he wants to speak to us. And I understood teaching. So my first year of the race, I felt like God taught me, like he gave me good lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, my second year of the race or my second year kind of on mission was a little bit, not not a little bit different. It was very different in the way that it was no longer teaching. It was impartation. There was a concept that someone was giving away that I could then pick up. Mm. The third year was ownership. And I'm in this place in my life now where I feel like what he's doing is there's an image of him and then there's me and my features are changing to match him because I'm not worried about what he's teaching me. I have a pretty decent idea of what I own. I'm not saying that I own the world or that I own all of these great impartations and these great lessons, but I own what I own. And I feel like I'm, I am now just now three years in really comfortable in being myself. And so how has he changed speaking to me? I get a lot more, whereas before it was teaching, then it was an impartation. Now he asks me questions. Yeah. When I say like, God, what are we doing today? And and this isn't, uh, please don't (laughs) hear me. Please don't hear me like questioning the sovereignty or the kingship of God. But uh, there's, there's been plenty of times where I'm like, God, what are we doing today? And he's like, I don't know, son, what are we doing today? Not that he doesn't know, but a lot of it is ownership. Now it's relationship. Yeah. Now it's, what do you want to do? Today? Now, what do you want to do today? Yeah. Right. And, and I think that's the point. Can you elaborate a little bit more on what you, or what like ownership is to you? Yeah.
0: Um, Cause I have an idea of what you're going to say, but I would actually love to hear like how you would define ownership. Yeah. I would define ownership. Not just tangible things, obviously, sure. but like those, those things, those lessons that you're learning in, inwardly.
2: I think it is a natural ownership is and I'm not going to use the word to define the word. So I guess I'm looking for other synonyms synonyms here. Um, Ownership is having a grasp of something that you understand intimately uh, and, and relates Mm. to you at an intimate level in which it plays an integral role in your character, Mm -hmm. which is then displayed on the outside. I understand that I'm born to be loved. Mm-hmm. I own the concept that I am born to be loved because I failed a lot. Mm-hmm. When I, when, because I've failed so much, I have a really great relationship with the concept of grace because like, and, and it's what Paul writes as the law increased, the law increased. So the trespass might also increase. Why? So that grace could abound all the more. So I, to answer the question of like, what is ownership to give an example I own born to be loved because I know what failure is like hmm. and I know that he loves me nonetheless. Yeah. And so, but oh, good. it's an integral part of my very makeup and, and because it's part of me, I can give it away with confidence. Now, if I tried to talk to you about like prophetic activation, if I tried to talk to you about, uh, you know, and some of these other concepts that I'm still learning, um, it would be a little bit more difficult for me to give that away as conducively yeah. Because I, I wouldn't claim to those that doesn't come natural to me yet. Yeah. 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 That's good.
0: I was thinking as you're talking to like the concept of if you're going to own anything in life, typically you have to pay a price for it. Mm-hmm. And for us, it's interesting because like Jesus has paid the, the ultimate price for things. And as it relates to like kingdom journey, a lot of times like he does take us on that, that personal journey where we have to um, we, we experience what following him is like. We, we understand what the cost of that is. Um, I heard a great thing the other day. I read a great thing the other day where it's like, if we think that the only thing about following Jesus is sacrifice and surrender, then we've kind of like miscalculated the cross. Like we're getting so much more in return, but then Jesus takes us on this journey so that they can actually become a part of our lives. It's like Mm. we have the ability because of Jesus to have the Holy Spirit and, and display his fruit. But a lot of times like we have to we have to go through the necessary steps in order to produce that love, to produce that peace in order to, to produce that long suffering. Um, and so like you've, you've paid the price for, for, to be, to, for born to be loved. You, you own it. Cause you've like, you know the cost involved and you also know the cost involved under the umbrella of like the ultimate cost that Jesus paid. It's like he gives us all these things, but then he also like, that's sanctification, right? He develops us mm-hmm. um, so that we can, yeah, be owners of these things and then give those things away. I, I just love that concept of like, not just because I was totally somebody who like, I would just regurgitate preachings and teachings and be like, oh, that sounds good. Yeah, That's like a good title or that's a good message or that's a good like little hook. And so I'm just going to say it, but I haven't actually done the work in myself right. to to discover what that actually means for me or letting that impact me below or, or beyond a cerebral point. So, um, I love where it's like, before you start just like retweeting stuff, hmm, like let That's it good. sink in, like God minister to you first. That's,
2: That's good. good.
1: That's one thing I'm looking forward to during the race is having that sense of ownership with my words and not like copying somebody else's words. Yeah. And just, just feeling the start of what I think God is fixing each word with the race and, we talked about this yesterday with breakfast how i said that i think last month was all about stretching and how i said i think stretching is just a form of breaking without actually getting broken apart so it's like god refining the pieces that he's already broke off of you so he's just stretching you a little bit more just to clean it up a little bit so i'm excited about that and looking for more into depth of how god is going to stretch me more yeah and maybe he's going to break me again which if he does i'm looking forward to it <laughs> even though oof <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know what you think about that, but <laughs> I'm still going to say it. Um, um, I'm just ready for it. Cause that's something that like needs to happen while I'm on the race. Instead of just like going through life or going through this trip, like, okay, this is what I can expect, but not fully believing it or diving into it. Like, okay, God, like this is what you wanted me to go through. So like do what you have with me.
2: Yeah. I think to to echo one of my great mentors, uh and and great men uh that have shepherded me into the young man that I am today his name's Andrew Sherman and he says you know Jesus you get for free like the gift of Jesus you get for free and in the grace of Jesus you get for free but a life like Christ will cost you everything mm, that's and, good and and we're not going to get into the the 42 generations here but it, you know in the opening of Matthew uh it says this is the lineage of Jesus Christ. And and it's the 42 generations. And it's interesting because Jesus uh, in in the list of names is number 41, but Christ is number 42. Mm. Um, And so please feel free to go to your Bibles and count. Uh, I'm not trying to spread heresy or blasphemy, (laughs) Um, but Jesus you get for free and Christ will cost you everything. Mm. And why? Because the goal is not, the goal is not just the the kingdom goal is not that Jesus would get spread. The kingdom goal is that Christ and who he is and what he does permeates the earth. Why? Because God desires partnership with us. It's been clear since the beginning. What's I mean, if we want to get really high level here, like really conceptual, God brought Eve out of Adam. Adam is a representation of him. God refers to the bride of Christ, his church out of him. Mm -hmm. God and to challenge some of my, uh, some of the listeners here, God seeks partnership with you and he's going to take you on a journey where you can own bits of that partnership because God's not looking just to lead you forever. God is looking for people who are going to work with him to bring love to people. And in order to do that, you have to have the capacity to carry it. You can have all the anointing in the world, but if you have none of the character, you have zero appointing. and, what God does by giving us hard seasons of stretching and breaking is we can then understand the cost of owning an idea of owning a concept of owning a teaching. Uh, and, and to touch on maybe Isaiah's, uh, or smile there for a second when he said, <laughs> I want God to break me. I, I would strongly encourage people to uh, pray bold prayers and don't put God in a box, but also keep a very, uh, <laughs> be very mindful of the words you say, Yeah, you, know, you ask for something in the kingdom and it will be given to you. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> giving is a uh, verbal pat on the back for
0: <laughs> the, the breaking ahead. I, um I wanted to ask you the kind of the same question you asked us, like, has God spoken anything specifically to you this first month about like kind of whatever, but on the topic of ownership, like, man, I want, I want you to know Zaya, that like you're this man in the kingdom or like I want you to to own this like I'm bringing you into um, fullness here whatever. Uh, So I guess
1: more so since with my team with Dark Roast we do happy crappy sappies ever so often it's just pretty much like what's something that made you happy today Mm -hmm. what was something not so great about today? and then where do you see God move out in the day and that's something I never really did or never yeah. really consider like God moving into small things. So it was very insightful just as like hearing him say like, Hey, like, I mean, this also like, you don't have to look for something extravagant. Like I can be doing something so small that you see every day, but you're yeah. not really paying yeah. attention to it. So it was nice seeing like and hearing guys like, Hey, like I did that type of thing. And there's something so small as like, Oh, like we got coffee or like having one-on-ones with people and just hearing like the conversations that we had with that and just like the interactions we had with getting coffee or meeting some people on the street it's like hey like i'm in this like if not this, like if i'm not everywhere like how can you fully expect me to be in something big which is it sounds weird but it's like if you're not paying attention to the small things you can't mm-hmm. expect the big things that he's about to do for you yeah so that's why i'm really really excited for him breaking me for it because I know like now me being prepared for the small things that he's doing I can now be prepared for the big thing that he wants to do for me yeah
0: yeah Yeah. I think it's fun this ah I just love these types of conversations because it's it's just God's like in it all you know like you can you can zoom out and see the complexity of the universes right Mm -hmm. and they can zoom in to our DNA or like a bumblebee like I'm sure um, you've seen those uh, Christian posts going around social media before. Um, but it's like, man, God is in the details and he's also in like just the massive scale of it all. And that applies to his bride, the, the story that he's been weaving through his people in Israel uh, and us now as the church. And it's like this massive, huge story that's been happening and going on. And yet he can zoom into like your day when you're having coffee with a stranger and be like ministering to you because he's interested in you. He's interested in us. And and yet he's doing that with every single person because we are, we are the bride of Christ. And then what a crazy day it's going to be whenever we kind of like really see the whole, the, the whole scale of it where we're like, yo, like we're all together as the bride just caught up in his presence and, um, that, that kind of mindset is, it helps me a lot whenever I get stuck in the weeds of, of life is to let God kind of pull my, my view higher and just be like, remember Connor, that you might be having a rough day. You might be super hyper-focused on where is the money going to come from for support raising or I don't know, gosh, I may have like locked myself out of the room or something, but uh, what, whatever it is, um, remember like the massive story that I'm, I'm weaving and you're a part of that. And you're, you're a son, you're a bride, like you are mine. Um, and then you were saying how like we, as we've been pulled out of Christ, it's like the thing that I want to constantly remind myself and anybody listening is just like, yo, when you like look in the mirror, don't see what you see, see what God sees. Right. And that's going to probably challenge your perspective on yourself, it's going to maybe challenge your perspective of scripture. But like when you go to scripture and you understand, like we make the statement like, yeah, when, when, uh, when God looks at us, he sees Christ. But it's like, if we actually dive into the, the fullness of what that means, it's, um, it will transform you. It will change you. Um, and I think that's a good thing. Let that happen let that transformation happen. And then that's when like breaking might not actually feel like, like sometimes in my life, it's like, like I'm unraveled, but in the best way possible. Yeah. And it's like, well, like I needed to be, I needed to unravel the idea that I have of myself so that I could actually come underneath the truth, which is you call me bride, beloved son. I'm a joint heir Hmm. with Christ. Like all these things, like all the awesome terminology that scripture paints it with, you know, it's great. I'm
2: rambling, but there we are. I, I, I would also add there that the, the price that Christ paid for you to, to look at yourself any other way than how he sees you is to assume the role of God in your life. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> because of the price that Christ paid for you yeah. to look at yourself in any other way than how he looks at you is to say, how I view myself is more important than what you did for me or is more true is more true than what you're saying about me. Yeah, dude. And so like the lies that we are potentially living under or that we tell ourselves, we, 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 we might have the audacity to say like, Hey, like this is more important. Like Jesus, this is more true. Seeing yourself through the eyes of God is not a, in, in, in a way, it's almost a responsibility, mm. but to understand how God sees you, you have to understand his character. Yeah. And that's why I bang on and on and on about who are you? You are born to be loved. Okay. But, but to understand who you are, you have to understand who is God. And all this is cool. The missions, the years of experience, ownership, authority, lessons, all of this is cool. What matters? Who is he? Who's the king? What's he like? Uh, and that's where scripture plays a big role. That's where Holy Spirit plays a big role. But he outlines his character to us in 1 Corinthians 13. If yeah. we can make the assumption, right? God, I mean, God says, it. Well, who is God? God is love,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? Okay, go find love's attributes. That will tell you what God is like. Once you know what God is like, truly, not based on what you've heard, not based on what's been told to you. Once you have ownership of what God is like, a piece of him, and you'll never comprehend him, but if you can get a piece of what God is like, you will then be able to understand the fullness of who you are. And so I would encourage anyone listening to this, like as you listen to alumni, as you listen to people uh, who are on the field right now, all of this journey comes down to who is the king and what does he do? Uh, And I think that's been evident in Connor's life. That's been evident in my life, and it's becoming more and more evident in Zaya's life. Yeah, let's read this right now. I'm in the ESV. Okay. You have
0: a more preferred version? No, no. no. What's your go-to version? Oh, ESV. What's your What's your go-to? Wow, man. (laughs) We're all ESVers. Okay. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Just that, like, verse 7, that oh, that's gets kind of blown my mind when you think about, like like, putting God in this in the, in the love spot, love never ends. As for prophecies, they'll pass away tongues. They'll cease knowledge. It'll pass away for we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when we, when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. Um, and then talks about when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I thought as a child, I reasoned like a child, but when I became a man, I gave up childish ways for now. We see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face, hmm. as I know in part, I, so this is, I love this too. Then shall I, then I shall know fully even as I have been fully known that that verse like <laughs> blows my mind. Um, then shall I know fully even as I've been fully known. So it's like, we are known fully by God. And one day I'm going to like know what that actually means. And yeah. I'm trying I'm. I get to discover that here on earth and like, the more I discover of how much God knows me, how much he loves me, how much he has chosen me. I think the full force of that is going to kind of hit like a billion waterfalls. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. So now faith, hope, love. Uh, So now faith, hope and love abide these three, but the greatest of these is love. Um, So yeah, whoever needed to hear that God is love. That's who he is. Those are his attributes. Um, anything else that we attach to God. If we say like, Oh God is not trustworthy. God is impatient. Like, yeah, come to this passage and,
2: and remind yourself of who he actually is. It's why we're all here. Love has multiplied and manifested. And we're all now sitting here, uh, three very different men, (laughs) uh, in the same place from three very different backgrounds who have done now similar things because love has called us forth. Uh, and we see God, we see God in part right now, but through our interaction with each person who carries a unique piece of God, Uh, we see more of God in full. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's going to come a day and and your end times theology is not important to me. So, so I'm not going to go there, um, (laughs) but we are seeing more and more of the kingdom every day. There is this, there is this lie. I think right now that we go that, that the world's going to hell in a handbasket the Bible explicitly says we're glory to glory Hmm. every single day. We just move from one piece of glory to the next piece of glory to the next piece of glory. And so we are absorbing, receiving, becoming more and more of the father every single day. And it's going to continue all into eternity. Yeah. You have no, you know, the lines from amazing grace. We will have no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. Yeah. Right. When we've been there for 10,000 years already. So So, uh, I guess if I had any other like little anecdotes, it feels like this is like the golden nugget podcast where you just get get like, you just get little with Nick Gold, right? You get like, (laughs) you get like little bits of, of our journeys and you get a little bit of wisdom here and there and, and some of our perspective. Uh, but it's that we, life is good and life is beautiful and life is terrible and life is hard and life is joyful and it's all worth it because it's all a piece of the kingdom. And it's just going to keep getting better and better. That doesn't mean easier and easier. It means it gets better and better. And the journey of self-realization is hard. It takes work and healing, but it's worth, it's worth the pain. So, I mean, and, and Christ did it. Yeah. Christ has endured all of this. He, he went to the highest highs, to the lowest lows to take the keys from death and then return to the father to prepare a place for us. It doesn't get better than that. The king is alive. Like that, uh, you know, I, I guess that's the final little anecdote that I have is like the king is alive and we're all here because of it.
1: Yeah. I guess two more questions just to wrap it up. What's one thing that you would tell somebody that is about to prepare, that is about to prepare for the world race or about to start their journey?
0: I always love just celebrating that. Um, because, and I was thinking about this as you were as you were talking, um, to me somebody who's going on the world race they have a they have a desire to go deeper and to and to experience the more of life Mm -hmm. they want to go off that uh that ramp and 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 explore more of who they are more of the kingdom more of the lord and so i just always celebrate that i just i i now know a little bit of what their journey is going to be like and i try not to like psych them out or say oh man better get ready because it's gonna you know but i I just want to celebrate that because I think so many American Christians live on the surface of Christianity, which is good. Like um, they're like, Jesus is great on the surface, but he wants to take you deeper. Um, He wants you to go from glory to glory, not just to like sit on the surface, you know? And so somebody who's preparing to go on the world race, I, uh, I sometimes jokingly say buckle up, but I think now more than ever, I want to like celebrate Anybody who is just pursuing more of God, which, whichever way that is, whether that's the race or whatever, whatever direction you're going, like, yeah, blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness, because they'll be filled. And um, I love when people are hungry and thirsty and they, and they go for it instead of just kind of um, being, I don't know, a Christian who compartmentalizes God into, I worship him on Sunday. I talk about them midweek at my small group and then I'm kind of just doing my own thing the rest of the week. Yeah. Um, I love when it, when it becomes overflowing into all aspects of life because that's, that's where just so much fullness is found. Yeah. Uh, what do you say to somebody, Nick? What (laughs) would I say to someone?
2: Um, and coming from the guy who's used a lot of three syllable words on this podcast and has uh, talked about some very ethereal and high level concepts. Uh, Just send it <laughs> like really like that's like, that's, that's, Just send it. that's that's what it comes down to. And Connor worded some things really beautifully there. I think to reiterate what I said about the race being the world race should not be the best year of your life. The world race should not be the best year of your life. It should only, it's not going to get easier by any means. Yeah. Connor knows that. And, and people living real life, you, you understand that real life is hard. So send it. What do you, if you don't risk Mm. and if you will not leap at something, you will live a life that's half baked. Yeah. And you know what? Like I, I advise people all the time. Please watch what you pray, but there's, there's part of jumping in the fire and, and that refinement process that can only happen if you go all in. Yeah, I agree with that. So, so if you're going to do it, do it, do it to hundred percent. Like, you know what? And if you're going to pray some crazy prayer, like Lord break me, wish you luck. I'm praying for you. Seriously. Yeah. I don't pray that anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. But my advice to someone about to go on the race or, or thinking about it or, or anyone listening, it's, it's, you know, it's not about the race, whatever you're doing, go for it don't spend another second holding back when the fullness of the kingdom is right in front of you. You're not far from the kingdom, wherever you are. You don't need the world race to get there, but if you're going to do it, do it. Yeah. That's my advice. To yeah. You. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's really good. So the last question, and hopefully I ask it correctly. Do you have any answers to questions that we're not asking? Oh
2: yeah. yeah.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> do I have we're laughing because Nick asked right. this last night and it was a great question.
2: I think I think to to, to, to not to disagree with Zaya here, but I think the the question was what is a question that you have the answer to that I'm not asking
1: that's, that's it that's more
2: <laughs> and I <laughs> more think, <or> less yeah <laughs> more or less. I think that comes down to I think that comes down to like maybe our personal why's like how do I translate that to English? What's something that you own? Yeah, yeah, I thought that as well. I was because you mentioned it earlier in the podcast actually
0: of like what is my why? and I was going to be like, what is your why?
2: nickel hmm. what is my why yeah i can
0: talk i can talk about mine go ahead if you want to think about yours good ahead. good ahead. i i'm a verbal processor and i
2: realize that i this
0: podcast has been great for me to kind of like talk some things out um but i i do have a heart for people who have grown up in a very um strict religious system something legalistic something with a lot of standards um, I have gone through the struggle of performance and I, I became a good performer. Like I just was. And it's funny, my like, I'll still kind of default sometimes to, if I'm not like fighting still for um, who I actually am in the kingdom, what God says of me, sometimes I, I will revert back to this mindset of like, I have to earn God's love. And so um, I I know that growing and and actually coming to a place of understanding what what grace is and coming to a place of knowing that i don't have to perform um i would like to say to anybody who's still in that mindset who has grown up in a similar way like it's okay it's 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 okay that you go back and forth maybe sometimes with thinking that you still have to work to get god's love that you still have to do good things in order to be approved by him um i was scared for many years that i would never hear the words well done thou good and faithful servant and i i did things in in fear of that and i think um first corinthians 13 actually talks about like I can speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but if I don't have love then I'm just like empty noise, Mm -hmm. I'm a sounding brass tinkling cymbal. And I was like, so terrified that all of my good works would be empty noise. And I think in my, like I was so like focused on that. God wouldn't accept me that I wish I, I wish I just would have spent more time understanding that I'm already accepted. I'm already loved fully completely. And um, so I don't see myself as necessarily having like answers to that question, but I want you to know that you're not alone and that, It takes time. And that journey is beautiful. The journey from the religious structure into understanding what it means to be who God calls you is a beautiful journey that's worth it. And don't, don't let what you've heard in the past or don't let like all of your understanding that you've been told at one point in your life of like what to say when somebody talks about atheism or like how to defend what, when somebody talks about like younger, like just, just drop all of the, your Bible answers for a second and just let the, the force of God's grace and love hit you. Um, kind of like we were saying earlier, before we try and maneuver and, and, and give away all these things, like it's gotta be real in you first. And that journey is a journey of deconstruction and, it, and it's so worth it. So I kind of skirted around the question a little bit, but, um, man, it's, it's easy to get wrapped up in, in religion. Um, we as humans, we like it, but, uh, it's important to focus more on what God says about us and, and get that before we really start operating. Otherwise we're just going to be like little faulty robots. We're going to kind of like, it's just not going to be the free flowing um, dance that he wants it to be.
2: Yeah. There's a lot of really good stuff there. Um, I think my, to, to talk about a few things here, my, the question that you could ask me that I feel like I have the answer to uh, was originally a borrowed concept and is now something that I feel like I own through what I've been through uh, is do you have what it takes? And there's a lot of people if you're listening to this, that are probably wondering, do I have what it takes for a life in the kingdom?
1: Mm.
2: And the answer is no. You don't have what it takes, but I promise you, you have what it takes to go get what it takes. Yeah. You don't have what it takes right now. Or maybe you do. Maybe you do. I don't know. But, but the question for me for a long time was I I knew that I wanted something and I knew I didn't have what it took, but I knew I had what it took to go get what it takes to to get there. I had enough grit in me to go, through whatever it is that I had to go through to get to where I wanted to be. And I think my personal why from that is that kingdom would come. And so how do I balance the two? Well, I can take what you're going to throw at me and I can walk through what the Lord puts in front of me for those four words, that kingdom would come. That's my personal, like the Lord gave it to me. This is my, this is my why that kingdom would come. And so Uh, my, my final parting, my parting thoughts here would be, uh, you don't have what it takes, but you're loved. Yeah. You don't have what it takes, but grace abounds. Yeah. You don't have what it takes, but you have what it takes to go get what it takes because that's who you are. And if you're listening to this and you're wondering, should I take a risk? Should I go for something? Yes. And you know what? You're probably going to fail, right? You're probably going to fail. 100%. 100%. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You're going to fail at least a part of it. You're not going to get it right. So what? That's not the point. The yeah. point isn't to get it right. The point is a fullness of life in the kingdom. And uh, yeah, I think I think I think I have anything about that. Yeah.
1: Well, thank y'all for being a part of the podcast. Like, it means a lot. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Well, we'll see y'all next time, guys. Have a good one. Whole podcast,
0: boys. Peace. Peace. We want to thank you for listening to More Than a Mission. For more information and to keep up with our ministries, follow us on social media at More Than a mission Podcast or email us directly at morethanamission@outlook.com. at outlook.com.